officially built this as questions and answers. Uh, the Kailal in Cincinnati has every week a uh, question and answer. So now this is the new section of the Kailal here. Now we're coming into Nehru Stroll and they have the opportunity to ask um, free, freely. question. <laughs> um, it's hard to know what the biggest challenges are. I think everyone probably has their own thoughts on what the, their biggest challenge is. Um, I, I think that there, uh, every generation has its challenges, and our generation is no different than previous generations, and the challenges that we have to deal with are very much um, I think have to do with um, either things which are new to our generation and sometimes it's uh, areas that we are weaker in that creates challenges to us. So it's, it's very hard to say something definitive. Um, if somebody were to try to envision <clears throat> how he would fare uh, in past generations with the challenges that they dealt with it's very hard to know because we'll hear, I guess we'll call it the success stories and the not success stories, and we'll think about ourselves, how would I deal with challenges of losing my job every week if I tried to be Shomer Shabbos, um, other challenges, uh, physical oppression, um, you know, there are plenty of atrocities that uh, challenged uh, the spirit of many, many Jewish people. And it's hard to know how would I come out of that? Would I come out of that capable of rebuilding and building a home and being a happy person? Or would I throw everything away? These are challenges that we, Baruch Hashem, don't deal with. In, this, in a sense, I feel um, this is something that the... Uh, the Sefer Das Tunis and Der Hashem, he writes that Hashem will uh, sometimes bring things to a generation <clears throat> that's not reflective of that generation's level. Sometimes it's a buildup over many generations of what has to happen to Klai Yisrael, but he finds generations that could cope and handle the Midas HaMishpat that has to be brought about. So we're, we're never going to be judgmental about what happened in any generation as to what they were, uh, what they deserved, in a sense, and what we deserve. But there's a certain resilience that I think, certainly I see this in the generation, I'll say my parents' generation, grandparents' generation, resilience and ability to deal with many challenges in life, both physical 
and spiritual. Um, I think in some ways our generation is, I guess we could say, has advancements and developments that didn't exist in other generations, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we are stronger people. We are somewhat building on their resilience and strength and able to come to the next level. Uh, I think that some of the challenges that we have reflect our, our weakness and uh, lack of resilience. That, that uh, doesn't take away from the challenge. It just means that we have to recognize our own limitations. I don't know if, if this is limited to, um, we'll say, the, the, the Jewish people or just the world at large. These, the sense of um, to get something, you have to work hard. I guess what we would call a work ethic, I think is something that if perhaps has affected society as a whole. And we are also affected by it, that the sense of uh, recognizing that when you work hard at something, you get something, and there's no easy, easy way to get things, and you can handle setbacks and disappointments, but even more importantly, you can handle the fact that I have to work hard and be uh, persistent, and it takes time. I think that's something that uh, challenges, I think, many people, certainly in uh, as as parents, I think that the challenge of trying to raise happy children uh, at the same time helping them develop the ability to deal with challenges and disappointment and not sugarcoating everything, <clears throat> but helping them rather than trying to shield them, I think is, is part of... Uh, our challenges. Um, we expect things to happen quickly, uh, things to be instant, just the way we live. We're, we're all spoiled. The, the, um, it, and you can't fault someone for this. If you have a blackout, we're paralyzed. Now, we're paralyzed because we have a dependency on electricity and we're just not prepared to live without it. It doesn't mean that we couldn't learn, and not, I'm not saying anybody should live in his house without electricity, but the reality is we become paralyzed. There are many things that if we don't have them, we're the more, more or less paralyzed and we feel out of sorts. So that, I think, is just reflective of something broader, the same way that many of us, most of us, can't live with what we consider very basic needs in terms of our uh, appliances, etc., uh, our lifestyle also is very dependent on things being uh, pretty much done for us and not having to work very hard at many things. I think the growth as a person requires work. You don't grow instantly, you don't grow overnight, you grow by being persistent, by being committed, by being dedicated. So as people, as a, as a human being, and certainly part of Klaiusro, I think the recognition that there, are, that there can be hardships, but that shouldn't be a deterrent. 
I think is an important uh, characteristic for a person to develop. I, I do feel that some challenges that we have come from, in the shirish of it, I think the root of it is that any challenges that people have as individuals, the way they see themselves, the way they measure their success, the way they see themselves in their society, and the way they deal with their children or the way they f see their children. I think many things revolve around that. I don't have any easy answer, but I, I do think that the recognition that um, n not having instant success is not failure, and recognizing that hard work uh, produces fruits that are real, I, I think that when people have that kind of an attitude, that in all areas of life they'll, they'll be happier. Again, I, I, I don't have, I can't identify one specific challenge, but I feel a lot of challenges reflect this idea. Different things that people are challenged with. Nobody goes through life without anything. There's a, a Yalka that says a very interesting expression. The Yalka says there's no person who doesn't have Yisurim. Everybody has some suffering. So the Yalka says you can have a Talmud Chacham who spends sleepless nights because he studies Taira, and then you can have a person who has a sleepless night because he has a toothache. So take your pick. Because that's essentially what the Yalka says. There's no, there's no easy... And you can't go through life just sliding through. Life will have its challenges. If we, in a sense, choose challenges which can be productive, then, uh, in a sense, we could say that we're, we can carry out our required challenges through that. Uh, we try to escape those type of challenges, then there's nobody who escapes them. They just come in different, different fashion. Some have more <coughs> anxiety and agmas nefesh than others. But I, I, I feel that in general, people who, can, um, who, are, who are willing to work hard and, ha and handle challenges, I think, are ultimately more productive and happier. As you, again, it's, it, I, I really feel that um, when one studies a, just one generation before, you can study two, it's certainly better. If you look at generations, <clears throat> even in America, in the way communities were built, it was with hard work. A lot of challenges, the numbers were smaller, the commitment was very, very real and very serious, people had priorities, and people were literally uh, committed to the sense that they would sacrifice and they would endure certain hardships because of what they felt was important. And that's how families were built, and that's how communities were built. And you look around at the communities, certainly in America, and they were built on a lot of hard work. You know, push up shot, hard work. People were willing to sacrifice, not only financially, but they were willing to sacrifice comforts of life. They were willing to sacrifice in the way they would be involved, <clears throat> give of their time. People were committed to their children's development, whatever their children needed for their children's education, and people literally gave, gave of themselves in a sense that they built with their, their sweat and their blood 
what, uh, what we live off of today. So we are holding at a different stage than they are. We have different things that we have to fight for. But conceptually, the sense of uh, commitment, I think prioritizing is very important. Uh, priorities are always what defines a home, what defines a person. If a person's priorities are uh, basically what's easier and what's more pleasant, then at the end of the day, he doesn't have much to show for it. If a person's priority is things that really are important, so in the short term, he may be sacrificing, but in the long term, he has what to show for it. So whether it's building himself as a person, building a family, being involved in a community, those are the real Paris, and that's where the person has really, the way I see it, longevity, because the Torah gave us an ability to, uh, in a sense, go beyond the limitations of our physical sense. You can live beyond your years because of the input you have uh, into other people's lives. You can affect other people's lives. You're bigger than yourself. So it's your, whether it's your talent, whether it's your money, whether it's your, your chachma, your, your knowledge, what you can share, when you impact other people, whether it's your children, other people in the community, so really you have an, an, a chance to be part of so many people's lives and so many generations that you can transcend the limitations of one's, of one's physical limitations. But it comes with a sense of understanding that that's the real value in life. Um, <clears throat> I feel that when parents try to educate their children, it's very hard to anticipate the challenges that my children will have to face. Because every generation has its own set of challenges, and many of them it's hard to imagine in the future. I, I would think that if somebody were to turn back the clock and go back 30, 40 years and speak to people at that time and talk to them about what's going on today in the world, I think a lot of them would think it's science fiction. Just simply the what's going on in any, in any aspect of the world. It's a different world. You can't prepare your children by having the answer to every question that they're going to have to deal with. What you're trying to do is develop within your children a sense of right and wrong, an ability to see questions and deal with them and think about them and understand that I have to make a decision and I have to have a value system. And then they're equipped to deal with whatever they're going to have to deal with. I can't know the questions and I can't know the answer. I want my child to have the kalim to be equipped, to be able to be faced with a brand new question, understand in his mind not what would my father, grandfather do, because I never heard the answer from him, but how would he deal with it? He had his priorities, he had his value system, he knew what was right and wrong, and he wouldn't be swayed. He would make decisions based on what's right. Now the definition of what's right for us is what the Torah says. The Torah gives us the, 
the moral compass to know what's right. The Torah tells us what our obligation is. The tools that we need and that we try to transmit to our children is these are tools for life. And whatever questions you have to deal with, the answer is going to be someplace in the Torah or in the concepts of the Torah that we know what the Torah says is right and what's wrong. We know what's morally right and wrong from the Torah. And use your seichel and be committed to the truth. And don't allow yourself just to be swept up by the forces of, of time, which is true in every generation. The, the, I think a challenge that every generation <clears throat> had to deal with in its own way was the, was the forces were external forces because they were very appealing. Wherever Jews lived, there was always a sense of either discrimination or oppression, and there was a feeling that life could be better if I would just jump ship and join the environment around us. Sometimes it was the physical oppression, sometimes it was the poverty that would be the push, what do I need this for? And sometimes it's the affluence that can do, provide the same pressure. So the pressures may vary from generation to generation, but the ability of the person to be able to objectively assess what am I really deciding between what's really at hand is really the same question, it's just that the details change. And I think that's, that's very important for us to, to remember. Because I guess it's what's of what Rabbi was saying about nowadays we try to take the past, the path of least resistance. So one thing that's I've been, you know, very much involved in trying to think about, I've talked to people in my door, I've talked to people in my parents' door, but they all seem to say is that nowadays people have to work very hard. You're plugged in 24-6. And everything's much more expensive. And so you can't work hard enough, but you have to learn and you have to be involved with your family and you have to be involved with me. What I've heard and what I feel in my experience and what people tell me is that it seems it's a little more intense nowadays than it used to be. Is, is Rebbe perhaps saying that, no, it always was intense, just people had better resilience to it and nowadays we're softer and therefore we can't handle it? The Prima Godim writes in his Agdama, Prima Godim lived in the, in the 1700s. The Prima Godim writes in his Agdama that things are getting